0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television, and we combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu.
1: Let's get phony! Interesting. How how is that? How is Let's Get get Phony?
0: phony. It's a little long. It's a little long, okay. It's a little long.
1: Okay, I'm looking for feedback.
0: Uh, I do want to follow up on something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Jehu is wearing... Uh, a ghost what is it called ghost ghost is the Ghost. ghost shirt as was requested right happy happy that uh, and it's
2: dope
1: came through it's a great shirt I I, that reminds me something I wanted to say to Joseph Uh, you know I was on a roll when I was talking about ghost and I did not acknowledge that you had said my favorite thing you've ever said Mm -hmm. which was the thing about, you know, uh, music videos are the last true Mm -hmm. art form because you're just making from nobody. That's just dead on. That is so (laughs) true.
0: Yeah, those are like words he lives by. I've heard him say it probably (laughs) a thousand times. um, We're here to talk about The Last of Us, the latest HBO phenom that everyone's been talking about week to week. Uh, nine episode series adaptation of the classic Naughty Dog video game, starring Bella Ramsey, Pedro Pascal, others, others people who were actually in the game, Yep. playing different roles,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, like Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, and
2: the girl who plays Marlene. Yeah, she?
0: Marlene's in the game. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but she's not Marlene. I don't. think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um,
2: I got a, I had a sidebar here because you just kind of brought up a, a good point. Uh, as far as like this is the next HBO phenom, isn't it incredible that Discovery is totally gonna fucking tank HBO? I mean, maybe I think not.
0: they've actually decided against. Maybe, it. I think maybe, they've changed Maybe their maybe
2: maybe I mean yeah, I know they're not doing, but I'm mean, like surely just over time, just like by leadership, oh, they keep, yeah. it, but, it will happen. But like in an a in an age where like the media landscape as a whole, you know, over the last 15 years from like the birth of Netflix to right now has, like, changed so much. Like, the definition of what television is and what's good television has changed, you know, ten times over in the last ten years. uh, Netflix is down a cliff. No other fucking content provider can, like, consistently make something that people give a shit about. And HBO's got, like, two a year. That's, like, event television, at least. Still. It's a model
0: that no one else has even come close to replicating. And Warner Brothers Discovery is like, well, we should fucking scrap
1: it. I know it. It blows my mind. And like everybody's still trying to do the thing that they got rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can, we can argue as to where that sort of television started where you tell television as a series of episodes that adds up to a novel. But definitely the place where it kicked in was on HBO yeah it's the
0: sopranos yeah i would say yeah. the sopranos is the start of that right um yeah i it's a mind-boggling it actually kind of mind-boggling. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway um, showrunners are craig mazin who did chernobyl and hangover part three um and <laughs> neil Druckmann, who did uh, basically every game naughty dog does he's the guy who's running up um yeah. Well, how many you want to do this? Are you say what we thought.
2: Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I we think we should at least acknowledge from the start that there are two people in this room that I think have played the game. Yes. All the way through, and one person that has not.
0: I have not. But
1: oh, damn! I was going to say at the end, people should guess which one <laughs> it is. Uh, well, uh, I was going to say, if you guys want to do this episode by episode, I'm prepared. I, I took
2: notes. I'm so impressed.
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to have to take the lead then, Jay. Well, no, I didn't like take notes about what each episode is about. I just took notes about what things I'm going to say about it. So someone would still have to take the lead for me to okay, do Okay.
0: Well, then what was your general opinion of the show as a whole?
1: Okay. So first of all, I want to just say right off the bat, boy, was I on the wrong side of history. I think like two episodes ago, I said Pedro Pascal looked like an old catcher's mitt, <laughs> and man, does do the kids not agree with they me? They do on not. That. No. They think he. I don't know why him being sexy is for some reason at the expense of Nicolas Cage, but uh, but I, I don't understand that part. But obviously, the kids fucking love that dude,
2: which you know I'm I'm down with. I'm a worn out looking old dude too. So. I was about to say they've salt and peppered him up good.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, The second thing I want to say going into this is, you know, everybody's talked for years and I'm definitely one of them that, you know, what is even the point of making a good video game movie or show? Like when so many video games are about the narrative now and you're really playing to get to the next cutscene to understand this movie you're playing. Why would you need to make a movie of that? That was already in the movie. But I'm wondering if after this, if some people, I know I will, will start to look at video games like some people look at books. Why would I read that book? Why wouldn't I just wait for the movie to come? Because, I mean, this has not encouraged me to ever play The Last of Us. It's (laughs) it's just like, man, this is a really good fucking show, but why would I want to have to kill a bunch of zombies to reach the story beats of this? Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So I'll follow up on that because I, uh, when the show first started, like I think... Th- the third episode or so, Joseph and I talked about it on what we've been watching. I had talked about how like I felt like the show had taken three different approaches to adaptation. Mm. One, a very that first episode is very faithful, like eighty to ninety right. percent, just the video game. The second episode is probably closer to 60 percent. The third episode, entirely different story. Right. Um, I don't think it necessary. I think there, there's one more episode in it that is. I would say that, but it's also from a DLC, so it's kind of hard to say that it is that. Um, but if you're cheap and you only play the story mode, maybe the story would have been new to you. But to your point, I think it's a great adaptation because it adds some depth to things that aren't necessarily in it. Right? Um, I still think the story mode, and, and truthfully, as we get into it, we talk about spoilers, specifically with Joel, I think while such a good adaptation of Joel I don't know that the ending works the same way. I right. feel like I feel like it still is good, but I just feel like it hits differently. Um, and especially for him, like the way his character is built through the show, rather than the way his character is built for the game. I think it kind of hits different spots, right? Um, but
1: it's just expertly executed. This is an excellent television show. Also, another thing I wanted to say about it, uh, and you know, of course, this is an easy comparison, but I really feel like. This is the show that Walking Dead would have been if they hadn't ran ran Frank Darabont. Like
2: Mm. you know,
1: because you know a lot of what he talked about, what he wanted to do, feels like the kind of stuff they did in episodes three or episode seven. Mm -hmm. You know, where you step outside of the narrative, the narrative, and you know, but do something that still tells a story that comes into the narrative. Yeah. Also, Bella Ramsey just is. Phenomenal.
2: I mean, so uh, that's the other thing that I wanted. I wanted to give. I don't know why this turned into an HBO ad for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one of the other things that HBO has been consistently good at for as long as I can remember is casting. Yeah, the casting is so fucking good on this yeah. show. Uh, I wasn't. We talked about this already, but I've talked about. I wasn't like super sure about Phaedra Pascal. I wasn't super sure about Bella Ramsey, but I mean, they're great. But I mean, even just like every single Nick little, Offerman, every little yeah. side character. I mean, the, the the actually got playing Marlene, perfect test. Yeah perfect everybody's fucking great right uh and yeah i mean just kind of follow on it it's such a good i mean it is a really great adaptation but it's not just a great adaptation because it's accurate to what happened but it's accurate in re-representing kind of the feelings that are they're trying to express Mm -hmm. in the game i also i'm gonna be fucking nitpicky and particularly once we get towards the latter half of the story i think there are nitpicky things that become more important right uh and i will use in the game, way too much uh, <laughs> over the course of, of this uh, this episode. Uh, but I mean, in general, I think it, it, it's very good. It accomplished exactly what I was hoping it was going to be, which is it, it brought the story to a new audience. And it's a great story, and I think it's worth. I think
1: re- I think uh, I'm going to crap on The Walking Dead as much as you're going to say in the game. Okay, great.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I I just want to say that I thought we generally, the three of us, had pretty low expectations
0: right. for this show. Yeah. And I think that helped us all a lot. That's probably true. Uh, um, So I would say from here, spoilers. Yeah. Before we go episode by episode, the question I have for both of you, as a person who hasn't played and a person who has played, what do we think
1: about the amount of infected in this show? I think that's actually one of my favorite things about it is that there are places you can get away from it. Mm. You know, uh, again, comparing to The Walking Dead, where there were just always walkers at the gate and there was, it just felt, they almost weren't scary. It's like they were were about as scary as, you know, a tree. They were just around, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if, whereas with this, like you genuinely had the ability to, I don't know, feel safe until you weren't you
2: i mean i feel the opposite in that i think there should have been more infected but not to not to the extent that i think you're going to in like the walking dead where Mm. they're just you know they're a constant threat everywhere right um just in that it's one of my criticisms of the whole show is that there's not enough space that's not just like hitting the important story beats that we have to get to uh, so I mean I, I think that's fuck I'm already I'm already there. One of the big, <laughs> one of the big parts of the game is is there is a lot of space where it feels like things are just calm and then it's very sudden where you're like you were just walking having a conversation and oh shit now there's zombies and like every, you know like the whole vibe is different um, and I don't feel like we got enough of that shift in this show.
0: Yeah I I, I agree with that I feel like we, and it didn't need to be like a ton but the, just like, a couple more. just a couple more I think there are moments. So we moved away from spores, which is kind of the mechanic of zombies in the game, right. a, lot of, a lot of wearing a gas mask. Right. To this idea that there's like, you know, the cordyceps spread and even early on, I think in episode two, he talks about how you could like step on a route here and it'll trigger infected miles away. Right. We could have just been walking through the forest or something and some Ellie accidentally step on something. Right. And all of a sudden you hear the screams and, and, and clickers are coming at right. him. And it would have been an extra three to five minute scene. But just to add that extra like, oh shit, shit can turn on you at any second. Yeah. Um, Because after a certain point, really like episode five... Uh, just go west, apparently. There's no there's no yeah, clickers yeah. out west. There's,
2: there's There are a lot of a lot of uh, what I would consider conservative judgments as far as adaptation that we'll mm-hmm. talk about. But, I mean, that's one of them where I feel like they were like, oh, people are going to get tired of the zombies. And it's like, well, I mean, I definitely think that's possible. But, you know, it is also kind of a zombie show. Yeah. I mean, I think they might
1: be trying to earn it a little. Maybe, maybe. You know, um, also one more thing I want to say, and th- th- this is something, you know, harp on a lot but it's true for even a show like this is that's good fuck a 90 minute episode yeah 60 minutes if you
2: can't tell your fucking story in 60 minutes fuck off so i can tell you supposedly the the first it was supposed to be a 10 episode season right and the first episode was supposed to be two episodes but it was the first episode was going to end on sarah's death and they just decided that was too much of a bummer because it's just all bummer (laughs) up to that point okay
1: I'll get to in a minute why I agree with that. But I agree with that decision. Never mind. This one 90-minute episode yeah. gets a pass. Yeah. Fuck all other 90-minute yeah. episodes. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, go episode, episode. Or yeah, whatever. episode
2: by episode. So, I, you know, Christian and I have already kind of talked through these a little bit, the first couple. But, I mean, the first one is a direct adaptation of the beginning of the game. You know, it's it's the outbreak. Right. It's You meet Joel. It's, Joel tries to, to get away from the infection. His daughter gets killed. It's very sad. <laughs> And then, yeah, the second part is is cut to twenty years later. They're in a quarantine zone. Joel in is Boston. In, yeah. in Boston, uh, Joel is a, a sad, broken man.
0: Burning children carcasses.
2: Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we get our first introduction to uh, to Ellie and their yeah. their uh, odd meat cute, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I mean, before we get to the switch over. You know, the lead up, I think, was, was really good. First of all, I love the opening scene. Why don't that fucking big head guy from The Mummy? Why don't we use him on more yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. John Han, that's what I
0: said the first time I talked about yeah. it. guy's fucking incredible. So, yeah, fucking
1: great. And that is just such a great setup for this show. If you would have explained that to me, I was like, I would have been like, no, fuck that. Let's just get to the part. You yeah. don't have to explain. Because usually I don't like, I'd rather be... You know shown and told but but that that was a great setup mm-hmm. for that uh uh also you know the build-up to the outbreak is good it's not necessarily surprising like the scene where sarah is in front of the old lady mm-hmm. and you know you kind of see her face turning but i mean that what have we seen that in a thousand fucking mm-hmm. movies but it was great no i also want to say uh and joseph might remember this from meetings at the theater but for whatever reason i don't want it to happen in real life but for some reason i think the idea of a healthy grown man punching an old lady in the face is hilarious mm-hmm. so when we when we see uh you know joel just knock the shit out <laughs> of the, the old lady lo- zombie i lost my shit on that i needed to be wearing depends i pissed my <laughs>
0: pants I love a good Day Zero. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, totally. That is fun fucking television for yeah. me. Uh, maybe I watch Cloverfield like at a, a very impressionable age, but right. I like watching the shit hit the fan. Totally. And I think totally. this show does a good job of it. Um, yeah. And it's it's so weird. Like It was the first time I've ever experienced an adaptation of something where I almost couldn't tell if I was playing it or if I was watching it. Right. Like, like when I read lord of the rings i don't necessarily envision peter jackson's lord of the rings not to say it's not fantastic it is right but this i was like oh my god like i, I really had i struggled to separate it like mentally mm-hmm. like it
1: is very very close what else you got hurt uh, what else did I, well uh, i mean the next thing i had is actually the end of the episode so that's fine that's, yeah it's great the thing that hooked me in on this you know the code thing 70s yeah, 80s yeah. is bad Uh, man, that's a fucking jam. Depeche Mode's Never (laughs) Let Me Down Again. Uh, I feel like if there's anybody listening to this right now, you know, we're not going to make a difference in whether or not they watch this show. They've either decided they are or they aren't. But I can maybe make a difference in, you need to listen to Depeche Mode's Never Let Me Down Again. It's a banger. It didn't get the bump like Running Up the Hill did. (laughs) It did not. That's a good (laughs) point. That's interesting. Yeah, that's too bad.
0: And then episode two, they are going through Boston, right? That's the
2: second. Yeah, one. Guess, is that Boston? I guess it's Boston. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're going through Boston. This is a little bit different in the game. We took out the skyscraper bit, though. They show the visual, and of course, test meets her demise. Yeah, right.
1: Man, I, I mean, that's another thing. I, you know, great scene. You know, again, very common. Why did she make
0: room? out with it? They so, like
1: kisses her. Yeah, know, that, was, like, that was fucking It uncanny. doesn't eat her. Yeah, yeah, there's no Yeah.
0: Um, Does it sense the cordyceps in her? I don't know. It was uncomfortable.
1: I just felt like Tessa's introduction was so cool. I would have liked to hung out
2: with her. Oh, already. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. And again, like the, the, the super good cast on that. Right. Um, yeah, it, it is it is a bummer. because And they, they do a pretty good job in this episode of like Ellie bonds with Tess first. Yes. Right. So like that's where their relationship is. And then suddenly that's gone. There's no bridge anymore. Right.
0: <laughs> well, Tess is the one that buys into the idea. Right. The hope of Ellie first. Yeah. Uh, and truth be told, Joel never really does. He buys into Ellie, but not the hope that Ellie yeah, provides.
1: Yeah. It. It's, there is a lot of, you get an expectation when you meet a character and you end up being wrong. Cause when I met Tess, I assumed she was the worst of the two of them. Mm, yeah. I, I, I thought that, you know, Joel was probably the guy that was holding her back from being a murderous lunatic. And obviously it was the other way. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I really thought about this. Another show I want to crap on, uh, man. I want to make the people uh, people who uh, tried to make "Why the Last Man" watch this and show them exactly
2: what they did because
1: <laughs> this is the show that should have been.
2: Yeah. How did you like the uh, the clickers the uh, the blind mushroom guys? Yeah. Oh, I I mean I thought
1: they were I thought they were cool looking. I thought they were scary as hell. Uh, you know, again. I like that there's a different take on zombies. Yeah. I like that it's not just guys in tattered clothes with like green blood spilling out of their mouth or whatever. Yeah. It's a great design.
2: It yeah. is. I, I was just not sure how it was going to translate the screen. And I thought it translated really well. Yeah. And,
1: and also, I mean, you know, I mean, believability is never a big thing for me. I don't need something to... To believe that it'd work in the real world but it's a much more believable zombie yeah like you know it was like oh shit i'm you know i've never been scared of a zombie outbreak i'm scared of terminator i'm a little <laughs> scared of planet of the apes but uh but i've never been scared of zombies but
2: this kind of made me scared of zombies i mean i'm just generally scared of apes but i guess the yeah. planet of them yeah. would be worse they
0: can use tools now yeah right. um episode three yep Fucking phenomenal!
2: <laughs> so this is this is for, uh, you talked about yeah. this already. But yeah. This is the biggest uh, leap. Leap, yeah. yeah. For, so I mean, Bill is a character in the game, and and Bill and Frank is a, a reference thing, and you kind of have to put the pieces together to kind of figure yep. out what what's going on there. Uh, but this is just a full episode. I mean, there's a little bit of Joel and Ellie uh, at the beginning and the end, but the rest of it is just Bill and Frank's life story.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this is the one that reminded me of the shit that Frank Darabont wanted to do mm-hmm. with the show. Because, uh, you know, the the story is, is the reason he quit The Walking Dead is he wanted the season two opener to be the fall of Atlanta. Mm. And you were going to follow this one soldier through the whole thing. And then at the very end, you find out the soldier is the walker that... Uh, that what's his name kills what's the main character on Rick 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 uh kills in the in the tank and that's fucking brilliant and that's Kind of what this whole show feels like. Sure. Also, I wanted to say, I'm loving the music choices in this. Mm. They, They did Peter Green era Fleetwood Mac. A lot of people don't even know that's a thing. But before they became like California rock, you know, groovy band, they were like just a, they were just like a bluesy bar band. And Peter Green was amazing. So that was cool. Followed it right up with White Room. Really digging the music on this show.
0: Yeah. Uh this episode's like hauntingly beautiful. It is, like yeah. I fucking cried. It's great. I saw this great TikTok that was like uh, conservative dads watching The Last <laughs> of Us. And uh <laughs> It, was, it starts off and he's like oh he's got a don't tread on me flag he's got guns <laughs> i fucking love this guy and then of course it gets you know a little uh, steamy and he's like what are you what are you doing bill what are you what are you doing what are you doing and then by the end of it he's like you know if i were to go to prison i don't know like i'd be lonely too man like uh, <laughs> like it's just really good um and they're the both of those guys are so good they're great, so you know? so good at yeah.
1: it yeah. Um, when when uh, Frank first shows up, I actually thought it was Garrett Dillahoth, and I thought it was going to be like a, a Deadpool reunion. Mm. So I was pretty excited about that. But I like the actor who plays Frank anyway. He was on Looking. Uh, you White know. Lotus, too. Yep. Yeah, he's on White Lotus. Yeah. Uh, Murray Bartley. Murray Bartley. Yeah. He also, for my taste, he was also a Guiding Light alum, so I, mm. I root for him really hard. I have this thing, though. I have this thing about... When men kiss on screen It's kind of a Mr. Miyagi thing I think Gay man, gay man Okay Straight man, straight man Okay But when it's gay man, straight man Both kissing I think it's, that's when it feels awkward And these mm. kisses felt awkward I assume Murray Bartlett is, is gay He was on Looking, he was on Tales of the City If he's not, he's really trying to sell it <laughs> He's on Looking, I'm pretty sure yeah, he probably yeah, yeah. is yeah
0: yeah i mean it wasn't very, it wasn't comfortable but i always ins- just i took it as bill just not. Right. Knowing, you know, not,
1: like, being
0: comfortable with Right, just having no
1: clue how this worked. But I don't feel like Nick Offerman would be good at kissing anybody on screen. <laughs> that's true. I mean, try to picture him and Megan Mullally kissing. That, a, that relationship doesn't make yeah. any sense that, That's a me. boner killer and a half. Yeah.
2: This is a, it was it an was uncomfortable kiss for me, too, but mostly just because it looked like a lot of beard hair. On right. <laughs> it looks so much beard hair. <laughs> but
1: I assumed as things got going that Frank was going to trim his beard, but he stuck
2: with it. Stuck with it. Yeah.
1: Uh, then we get to 4 and 5 which also are like is a
0: hot heartbreaking combo of episodes mm-hmm. uh where we meet Henry and what's Henry Sam Sam yeah um and again just like greatly cast i feel like Yeah
2: absolutely so yeah. i mean you know they they're kind of very obvious analogs to like Joel and Ellie mm-hmm. and they're kind of there to show how how quickly and how badly things could go wrong Right <laughs> It does a great job uh, it, it does a very good job 100% Uh, I think for the most part, that's pretty faithful to to the story Mm -hmm. and, you know, serves the same purpose, achieves the same result. Almost identical in that regard. Uh, So the resistance or whatever we're calling it, uh, you know, led by Kathleen is kind Mm -hmm. of a big departure. And I didn't love this is kind of the first bit where I feel like I I know we're talking about a thing that has a lot of zombies and uh, ridiculous prosthetics and all this kind of stuff. But this was the first time in this show where I thought. This is a little cartoony to me. I did not like her, Kathleen, just because I felt like she was a little over the top.
1: Oh, man. I could not disagree yeah. with her.
2: I think she
1: is the villain of our times. <laughs> oh, for a, sure she's that. a Warlord Karen. That is what we <laughs> are all fucking fearing. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who played
0: Perry, her like number two, that's, mm. that's the Tommy from the game. That's the guy who played mm. Tommy. Oh, right on. Yeah. So another video game actor in there probably gets more speaking. Line. I guess maybe Troy's the only one that gets less, but, or gets more, but, yeah, no, she, I think she's great in it. I think she's expertly cast, and I think she, you're right. If this were to really happen, that absolutely is the person who would stand up and be like, we fucking murder him if we have to. I
1: mean, she's not asking to talk to the manager. She is the manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, again, I think, you know with you know zombie survival movies one of the things and shows one of the things you're always trying to show is that the you know that the people are just as big of a threat as the zombies and i think this one does a, i mean like these people were way scarier to me than the zombies. yeah one.
0: i mean the name of the show and the game is the last of us the emphasis is on the people not on the right. zombies um Having said that, the ending to these like little two episode arc when Henry and Sam and Ellie is ju- it's just heartbreaking. It really it's so is. sad. Um, and I, again, I think they do a incredible job at adapting it.
1: I'm assuming the giant uh, zombie was was a boss in the game.
0: Yeah, I mean there are there are different kinds of clickers
1: in the game. Mm-hmm. We really only highlight basically. of them you know this reminds me of another thing i another thing i liked about it not being the regular undead zombies is we don't have to pretend like this took place in a world where zombie movies didn't exist Mm -hmm. or like what what was that what was the vampire show that we both liked the you remember it was on netflix midnight mass midnight mass yeah you know for that you had to pretend like that was a yeah they never heard the word vampire right exactly so uh i like that you don't have to stretch that disbelief
0: in yes i mean speaking of that regard of movies that exist in this universe the outbreak happens in between the two towers and return of the king so these people never saw Return.
2: oh again. that's a fucking bummer man yep yeah.
0: yeah. uh that brings us to episode six,
2: six which is the the only i think non-super stressful episode of the entire series. relatively
0: calm yeah. yeah we find tommy yep uh, living at a convent in fucking Wyoming, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything's pretty hunky-dory. They got life yep. fucking figured
1: out. I, I will say this is, I, really, it was this point where I sort of got an aspect of the show because as soon as we parted ways with Tommy, I was like, okay, the next time we see uh, Tommy, he's going to be a mustache-twirling villain. And instead, he was, you Whipped. Know, yeah, he was great. He was just a good guy. Now, <laughs> yeah. and it's when you realize, oh no, you're following the guy Correct, yeah. who went bad when they split. <laughs> yes,
2: precisely.
0: That I want to come back to that right. after yeah. the end of this. Okay. Um, which then to I mean, you know, seven is Ellie's kind of backstory: how she found out she was immune.
1: Right.
2: So uh, well, so this is this is a, one of the departures that I don't like, just because I think it makes things a little mm-hmm. narratively less interesting for two accounts. So the, the as uh Christian alluded to, Hurt, this episode, episode seven, where we're we're doing Ellie's flashback is the DLC. DLC. So it's like a separate story right. that you like play later after you've done right. the other story. And the thing that I think you lose the and I mean they're little things, but I still think they're fun. When you first start this chapter in the game, you just start with Ellie hunting in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um and so you go from like Joel bleeding out to he- Ellie hunting by herself in the winter. So you still have no idea. You assume that maybe right. Joel just is just dead, right? Um, uh, so like to immediately kind of come to like, oh well, he's still kind of alive, and we're seem to be patching up sort of thing. Is takes a little tension out. That's not as fun, right? Uh, but also, uh, the the story, the real story of like you know how she got infected and, and the story with Riley and whatever. The first time you hear that is at the very end the last episode, the first time you are made aware of that. Right. Um, and it's like, you know, it's a, it's a vulnerability moment, and I feel like it loses some of its impact because you already know what happened because mm. they showed you. Right. And so, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a recap that I'm hearing from a character. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I still think that episode hits really well, we'll, hard. Well, we'll talk yeah.
2: about it, but, yeah, Anyway.
0: I mean, I'm, I, 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 mean I, I mean, I mean. Episode seven hits hard. I oh think yeah. the girl who plays Riley oh. is incredible. Well, I, was about to say, I
2: think they do a great job with yeah. him. Yeah, I hate, I hate how early they released that zombie. Like they show him waking up. Yeah, yeah. And like they don't do anything for like, for like twenty minutes. Like 20 <laughs> he's just like <laughs> roaming around. And I'm, like, I'm like, I know the story beats we have yeah. to hit before like we get to this. I know that there's more shit, but it was just stressing me. Like every time they turned a corner, every time right. anything happened, it just stressed me out.
0: It does. It does uh, make me think that like. There's so much shit in the, you talk about, Jay, you're talking about music, uh, like from the 80s, and even things that like are from the 80s and remain through the 90s, like the concept of an arcade and fucking malls were still a thing. Like how desensitized or how little we appreciate them because we watch them fade or going away. But if you had just gotten fucking cut off. Right. And you could have never experienced a fucking mall. Right. How
1: groundbreaking it would have done! And I think this does a really good job of that. It's funny. I was wondering why? Why did they pick two thousand three as the cutoff? And that, and because that's basically the cutoff for malls. That's when malls mm. really started dying. Was yep. around that time. Uh, I, I, another great music thing. I want to. I want to point out on this on the Mario Ground. The Muzak playing was uh, the Cure's "Just Like Heaven." That was I like cool. that you call it Muzak. Yeah, what was? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you're, yeah well, you're totally right. Uh. I appreciate that you actually used it. Do you have any thoughts on? Seven.
1: Uh, I mean nothing except that it was good, and I love them all. You know, I stood by that one shitty season of Stranger Things just because I loved them all. <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: Uh, that brings us to episode eight. Of course, Joel is hurt. Ellie's on her own, and we meet fucking
1: David. Yep, who
0: is the fucking worst. So I mean, here's <laughs>
1: well, here's what I was thinking going into this. I was thinking so far on this show. They've really been playing it down the middle to where, you know, whatever tribe you're in, you could kind of feel like you're the good guy in this story. Particularly post-COVID, you could kind of feel like, hey, I was the one who was right in that situation. They never really take a stand. But when we get to David, they take a stand. Which I,
2: I again I I don't care for because <laughs> every aspect of of David I think from like you know kind of the cult leader vibe mm-hmm. to like the like pedophile vibe right. to the explicit cannibalism is all played down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and that, I think that makes it worse because I think making David like obviously a villain makes him like less interesting and less threatening as opposed to like for the most of the time you talk to him he seems like kind of a normal guy but there's just like a vibe you know like you just get like a little it just feels off well Well, see i
1: mean i really like that like in comparison to characters like the governor and negan yeah who you just meet them and they're immediately just frothing at the mouth you know like i like that this guy the first half of it particularly after you just met tommy's town you're like
2: Maybe, maybe it's another is okay. one. Of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here's my here's where
0: I fall off that train and I probably fall more on Joseph's side on this is the moment anyone reads the Bible in fucking TV at this point. <laughs> I mean that's true. You're the fucking villain. Right. And then he does it and then thirty seconds later slaps a teenage girl across right. the face. Like I think it probably would have hit better if we had Yeah, maybe toned it down a little bit in the first few minutes. And then the, the kind of like, man, this guy's a little uncomfortable talking to Ellie. And yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden, oh, wait, he's fucking eating people. Oh, right. shit. He wants to fuck her and probably eat her. Right. Uh, I think it would have hit a bit better if we didn't immediately show this guy's gross.
2: exactly yeah i think the uncertainty like adds more tension to it yeah um also this is a a big feature for troy baker who plays the original joel Joel. he is james the henchman oh right he gets uh uh, knifed in the shoulder
0: (laughs) i think it's a great i think this show is awesome for kind of showing off how fucking good like voice actors and motion cap actors actually are i think the general audience thinks oh they couldn't get a real job so they do this but like he's fucking great in this show and he's great as Joel um Uh, go ahead
2: also I I don't know what that guy um the guy who plays David uh, I know he was in the Breaking Bad Mm, uh, movie the uh, El Camino right uh, Mm. And he's in this, but if he's not typecast as the same guy that was the Ferris Bueller's day off principal guy, right. like for the next twenty years, like I'll be shocked because right. <laughs> it's not his fault that he's just kind of a, a pervy looking ginger. Like that's just he's sleazy, his, man. That's right. just his face. Yeah. But right. like
0: there's roles out there for 100% him. There's a hundred
2: percent roles out there for him.
0: Yeah. Uh the one thing I did not love about the adaptation in the game uh, <laughs> is the there's a great bit when it's fucking dark and it's snowing and Joel is trying to find Ellie and it's just like, I didn't love her coming out in the building as the fucking middle of the day and Joel is right there. Like there was good tension of like Ellie being desperate and Joel kind of coming to find her and the, uh, like, what does he say? It's okay, baby girl or whatever. Like that line fucking hits and I'm glad it's in the show. But that moment has way more tension in the game than it did in the show.
1: I, I should say probably my favorite bit on the entire show is when Joel wakes up from his fever and it becomes a slasher movie where you're rooting for the flat slasher. Mm. Like he's lumbering through and just coming up on people and stuff. And I wanted another 15 minutes of yeah. you know, I didn't want it to be just two guys. Because even that line that he says to the last guy of I believe you right before he kills you. Yeah, yeah. That is such a villain line. So it, yeah. It's
2: one of those things where it's something that, I again, I think they decided to go conservative with because mm-hmm. they wanted to, like, show the impact. Uh, but, you know, there's an implication at the very beginning when we first meet, like, Robert in the QZ right. that, like, Joel's a scary guy. Right. Um, but we never really see it. Until, you know, this episode, really. I mean, there's right. bits where there are, like, survival things and, you know, whatever. But, you know, one of one of the defining characteristics of Joel and one of the things that I think, you know, really leads into kind of whatever the, the moral complications of the last episode are is that, while violence may not be his, like, very first choice, it's, like, 1A. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. the second...
0: And he's wh- so damn good at well, it. Exactly. Like, the second <laughs>
2: that, that, like, you know, something doesn't seem to be going his way, yeah, he'll fucking murder anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't matter. He
1: does not care. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, also, I mean, obviously, there, there is a lot of Western allegories in this, For sure. but he he very much comes off as an old West gunfighter, yes. someone who, he's here just because he's good at this. He's, <laughs> he's a like, killing people is what he's good at. And I, and I should also say, it was around this episode that this show started reminding me a lot of, like sort of 70s episodic TV shows I like, like Gunsmoke and Kung Fu, like just sort of these bleak wilderness things Mm. where sometimes the main character is almost a background character and stuff like that. So I like that about this, too.
0: That brings us to episode nine, which is they finally get to the fucking hospital. Right. Uh, But first
2: they get to the fucking giraffes.
0: Yep, first we see some giraffes. Beautiful moment. (sighs) I
1: I, I, want to say also... So uh, we're dog sitting at someone's house, and I I don't think they listen to our podcast so I can shit talk them about this. They have fucking motion smoothing on on their fucking TV. Oh, the worst. So I watched the last three episodes with motion sickness, uh, and the fucking giraffe looked like a video game giraffe. I mean,
0: it it doesn't look great (laughs) without motion smoothing, but.
2: It's a real giraffe.
0: (laughs) Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was fake as fuck.
2: Everybody yeah. did, <laughs> but it is a real giraffe. I don't know about the ones that are, like, in the distance, but right. the one they're feeding is a real giraffe. All right.
0: Okay, well, there's CGI behind the giraffe. That looks like <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah,
2: i th- this, is, this is a defining important moment in, in the game, and my, my one quibble here, and the, I have a lot of little quibbles in this last episode, uh, is there's, like, an extra scene, and, and they kind of do it where, like, he and uh, Joel and Ellie have the, the conversation about, like, we don't have to do this. And she's like, no, it can't be for nothing. And she leaves. And he takes another second. And during that other second, you literally watch the giraffes, like, walking into the distance, you know, like, out of view. Mm. And it's, like, a very, like, literal metaphor. It's like, oh, this this moment of innocence, this time of innocence is, like, going away. Right. We don't get to see that. Right. And I feel like it just, I don't know. It's, it's a nice bit that they, I don't know if it's just because, like, the CGI was expensive or wasn't right. going to look good, but I was like, it was worth it to me anyway. Right. Carry on. Yeah, no,
0: you're dad You're dead on in um So they get to the hospital. We finally meet the Firefly doctors, and that uh, the only way for there to be a cure is to kill.
1: And Marlene is there. We should say yeah. Marlene is there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Last we saw her, she had a stab wound or right. a gunshot wound to the abdomen in Boston, but now she's in fucking Washington or whatever. Right. They ended up.
1: She somehow beat them there. How yeah. did she beat them there? We don't know you know maybe they had cars i mean i guess you know they did spend a lot of time getting injured and trapped and shit like that yeah they walk a lot yeah that's true Um,
2: look i i I and she knows where she's going i do i do want to talk about this particular bit but i want to get to another thing first without leading the witness so i'm going to ask you how did the ending land for you to skip skip this bit we're going to come back
1: Okay, I don't think I can talk about the ending without talking about the bit before and specifically my feelings on it.
0: Okay. Well, say so, what you need to say. In the okay. Con- all right, first of all,
1: you know, this is the time back in living the life. My first theater. I worked at the theater during the time that the first Spider-Man played. And I may have talked about this with you guys before, but pretend like it's the first time you're hearing it. Uh, so, so, you know, I feel like Batman... Superman you're like born with the knowledge of those I can't remember learning those origins Mm -hmm. but Spider-Man I learned at some point but I didn't really think a lot of people going to see that movie had no idea what it was so I used to go into like sold out shows of that and watch people cheer when Peter lets Ben run uh, Ben's killer run by you know they'd fucking go nuts you wait a few minutes, you go back in and you watch them you know their heart sink when they realize what they just cheered. It was fucking great. I don't like when Joel is going on the t- killing spree that we play the somber music mm-hmm. because it's telling us this is bad yes and we shouldn't know that's bad until Ellie asks him that question mm. You want to say your bit because I have shit I want to say too, but yeah, sure. I'm, I'm waiting.
2: So it, it's interesting because this is this is a, like the most hotly debated part of of the game, and it should be. That's like right. the whole point. Um, there's a shit ton of like murdering people in that game. Right. So to be fair, you can apparently you can play like the whole game without murdering anyone except one person. Right. <laughs> Uh, but f- for the most part, but it's because either you're bad at the game or because you don't like sneaking around, that's me. Right. Uh, you just shoot a lot of people right. a lot of the time. Right. Uh, and so when you get to the bit in the hospital, playing it, it's not super different than anything else that you've been doing. Right. Right. Because right. it's just like, oh yeah, there's more like people that are in the way of my obstacle. I'm just going to shoot them until I get to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it doesn't. I don't feel like it. It feels like anything different. Like if you if you were taking yourself out of the context and thinking about mm-hmm. it from everyone's perspective, I can get how you'd be like, oh, this might be worse than some of the other situations right. you've been in. But like when you're playing it, it kind of just feels the same.
0: Well, there's a reason for that though.
2: I mean, I also say that maybe it, it doesn't even have
1: to wait till Allie, Ellie asks that question for you know it's bad. I think at the very least it should wait till he shoots the doctor because the, the doctor scene... Like, it seems like they're about to have a debate. Sure. On the right, of, you know, like, like in Westerns. All Westerns boil down to, like, you know, a conversation about the right and wrongs yeah, of yeah, killing. Yeah. And it seemed like that's what we we're going to have to. And he just fucking annihilates that motherfucker after one sentence.
2: Yep. Like, you know.
1: So, the
0: it's a Star Trek thing, right? Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Right. Here's right. where the show went wrong. I fucking love the opening. Like I said, I love fucking John Hanna. Right. I fucking love doing it on like that 70s talk show vibe. Right. He says no cure. Yep. Right. He uses those words. If you need to believe that there is a cure and that Ellie truthfully is the secret to it, for that scene to be sad. Because If they're really, if you're telling me at the very beginning there's no cure, then of course I don't want them to murder this girl. Right, right, totally. And I'm going to take Joel's side on this. Now, having said that, you know, there's drama in the second one, something that people really struggle with. And I'm curious to hear your, it makes you ask the question, is Joel a villain? Right. That's up for debate. You know, and when you play the game it kind of tells you, yeah, he's kind of a fucking well, I
2: mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> In Last of Us
0: 2, which made a lot of people... It was a hard decision for people to accept because you were like, well, I played this first game for so many hours and I poured my heart and soul and I love these characters and you're telling me I was rooting for the bad guy. Right. Kind, quote, you know, kind of. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like they had set themselves up for me to be connected to Joel too much. Or, right. Or take his side or stance too
1: Niche. much. I mean... Maybe my favorite scene in any movie ever is the unforgiven scene where you know the yeah I've killed women and children mm-hmm. I've killed I'll kill just about everything that walks and crawls and I really felt like Joel is that kind of character and I like that character so mm-hmm. even if he's I mean he's not he's not great he's not morally a great person but if I had his skills and I was in that same situation I would have done the same thing Yeah
2: and, I mean, that's that's kind of the point. It's not necessarily, like, is he a villain or not? It's just, you know, he's a person, and he made a decision, and whether he should have made that decision or not is, you know, well, whatever. Because, like, you're right. I mean, it's, the, it's that many whatever. And Marlene even points out at the end that, like, he does it for him. Yeah. Not for her. Right. Because that's what he wants. Well,
1: uh, and, I mean, also, you know, th- this is kind of getting my head up, my own ass, a little bit. I really think all good fiction were the protagonists is a bad person. You know, sort of the point of it is to convict yourself of the same sins, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you see yourself in this protagonist and once you see all the bad things they've done, you're like, "Oh, I'm capable of doing those
0: things." <laughs> I just want to clarify, I don't believe Joel's a villain. Right. I don't fall on that side of the right. debate. However, the the game, especially part 2, and I think that last 2 minutes between him and Ellie in this mm-hmm. one, make you at least ponder and consider so
2: it. yeah d- definitely uh, d- that is what I was, I, a lot of things that I was curious yeah. about so you know they definitely like code the you know uh, I'm, and to be fair I love the way that they shot it right. like the, just like the, these very deliberate footsteps through the hospital and just mow it like I don't know that, that's a really right. effective way to show like I'm calm collected I know what I'm doing everything here is an obstacle to what I'm trying to get right. to right I mean he's a straight up psycho at yeah, that yeah, point yeah, yeah. he has yeah. no fear yeah. he's not shaken by it at all um, because I didn't like the, the, uh, the doctor scene as much because it, it, I didn't think they had enough time with, like, seeing the hospital staff, like, react to, like, what was happening before he shot him. But you're saying that's exactly what worked for you because your expectation was you thought there was going to be, like, more of a scene there. And they're just – Joel just shoots it. Right. Well, I mean, I the, basically in the thought- face.
1: It was going to be the scene between, you know, Little Bill and Clean Eastwood in Unforgiven. They yeah. were going to debate this and then he was going to kill him. But no, he just, I don't want to hear what you have to fucking say.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Laura Bailey in is that one scene. of the nurses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That
1: Two um,
0: critical role alums, uh, yep. alums in this one.
1: So, are you guys telling me that this? was the first game basically. Yes. Yeah. So it's season exactly 2 say,
0: exactly. So season 2
1: will be Probably two seasons yeah. for cuz Last of Us 2 is a long game. a long game. How many Last of Us games are there? Two. Two. Oh, there's only two.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right
1: on.
0: Uh for now. I one thing that we did not talk about, fucking Ashley Johnson. Yeah. Uh Ashley Johnson plays Ellie. Right. She plays Ellie's in the game, mo- yeah. yeah, in the game. She plays Ellie's mother in the show. One fucking kick so much ass Mm. but two like just all the layers of the person who created Ellie then to give birth to Ellie in the show and there's the moment she's just like staring at the baby and you it's it is it is almost like she's just acknowledging this thing she made, like I don't know. I thought it was a fucking killer. Scene. I
2: hated this scene. <laughs> oh, really? Really? I love, I love Ashley Johnson. I'm glad she's in it. I don't need the origin story of Ellie. I don't need an origin story for her, uh, her fucking knife, like it's fucking Hans Dice or something. I, don't, I thought the
0: knife was stupid.
1: But yeah, the the I, knife
2: was a little on. I, so I don't, I don't need, I don't need the explanation for like why she's immune. I'm, I'm perfectly capable of accepting that, like. Just a random fucking thing happened, and she just happened to be the one. The fact that this is like some confluence of events that happened at just the right time kind of devalues it to me. See, Mm
0: -hmm. I don't think any of that's the important part.
2: I mean, it's not, but I don't like (laughs) (laughs)
0: them. I don't think any of that is why that scene exists. I think that's just justification for them to put the scene in the show or in the episode they did. But the real bit is is truthfully ashley and and the character of ellie and all of that stuff
2: but. oh i think the the point of theirs is to really hammer home that marlene does know where joel's coming from when she says that she knows where he's coming oh from. i think that's also true yeah. too. yeah and just is you know the the more uh pragmatic know, high, pra- yeah. hi- pragmatic high-minded oh yeah about.
0: marlene and joel are very similar yeah either way fucking
2: killer show yeah so well the, the very last scene the one thing that I, because I I, re, I replayed the ending of the game before this, just to like see if the timing was any different, mm-hmm. um, and it's super super similar. Uh, but like I don't know the the especially the dialogue going up to the scene where she like do, tells the Riley story and asks you know is everything true. The the scene before that is when Joel is talking about his daughter, which is like kind of the first time that we've really heard him talking mm-hmm. openly right. about it. Um, and for some, and I don't know if it, the, the dialogue is almost identical. Like the line delivery is not super different. Right. Uh, I don't know if it was the way that it shot or the way that they're showing like Ellie reacting to it. But, like, it feels so much more villain-coded in, sh- in the show than it does right. in mm. the game. Where in the, in the game, it just feels like, oh, we have this open relationship. And, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about my daughter. And you're also about her age. But, you know, like, I just right. think you guys get along. We're opening up. We have a relationship. Whereas in the show, it's like, you're my new daughter now. I I killed all those people so you could be my new daughter. Right. Mm. Uh, and I... I, I I think the truth is somewhere in between those two. But See, it, it was so interesting to me that, like, the tonal, even though it's almost exactly the same, tonally it played really different for me. See, it
1: I don't know. I didn't feel it as being as possessive as you did. Mm. I, I, uh, I, I felt like it was more like, you know, yeah, I, this is the first person. This is my new daughter, but not like I, you know, like you're almost saying it like he owns her, like, yeah. you know. And I think it was more just like, you know, I made a mistake with the with the last one. I want with this, I'll kill any motherfucker who gets in the way. Yeah. Last of us. Last of us. That's the last of last of us. Yeah, but I enjoyed this a lot. You know, I, it was you guys really had to badger me. <laughs> yeah, we did. We had to push you hardcore. <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm glad I did. I thought it was a super fun show. Did Sarah also watch it? Sarah did not watch it. Sarah, as Sarah had, I can't even remember what I, Sarah tried to watch the first episode and she thought it was boring. Mm. She may go back later because you know it it seems to be the show of the moment now, yeah. and she's getting a little FOMO. I think
2: it's fair enough. Cool. Better,
1: better than transformers. Better than transformers.
2: Uh well, cool. That was a really long one, guys. And I have no regrets. Yeah. Because I have a lot of feelings about Hashtag this. no regrets. <laughs> uh, uh, what have we been watching the last week-ish?
0: I'm going to sacrifice what I've been watching to talk about something that happened on the internet today, and it makes me angry. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, I would not consider myself a Zack Snyder fan. Mm. Right. I would not. You know what I'm talking about.
1: I do. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm excited.
0: I would not consider myself a Zack Snyder hater. Right. I think there is a perfectly acceptable sliver of filmmaking where he and Michael Bay absolutely belong. I agree, totally. However, after the fucking Snyderverse bullshit, Zack Snyder's Justice League, he has become increasingly more fucking annoying.
1: I I would agree with that, totally.
0: He has this rabid fan base on Twitter that is exhausting and he loves to sick them on people he, uh, he
1: acts like oh I'm not doing this they're all on their own but he fucking loves so sicking
0: them so he exactly that's where I'm going he does nothing to curb the worst parts of it yeah and it has only gotten worse mm. I think since James Gunn took over it's been and listen they made a fucking movie together arguably his best movie James Gunn wrote Dawn of the Dead Right, they know each other. They've worked together. Right, fuck. They made a great product together. Right. Talking about the fucking zombie thing, that's probably my favorite zombie film. I'm, I, I would say probably yeah. But he's done nothing to sway, curb, tame this fucking obsessive populace that just insert him into every conversation when it right. comes to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Now he's at Netflix, and he's making this. He made his fucking zombie films that weren't too great. Right. And He's making uh, a Star Wars movie that's a, not going to be great. Yep, he made a Star Wars movie that was so shitty, they chose to make J.J. J. Abrams Star Wars movies instead of him. <laughs> so today, he tweets out
1: this video. I'm, I'm shocked you don't know what this I is. Did, I, I, I had a busy day at work. I haven't been on the internet at all. So
0: all it is was like, time comes back around or something like that. Like some like very vague tweet was like, Oh, hashtag full circle. I think that's what it was. Hashtag full full circle. Right. And there's a video and in it, it says like, I don't even remember what something, but it says Lord dark side, you know, pay attention April 23rd through 25th, 2023.
1: So basically, he's trying to muscle his way back in. He's trying to get his fan base fired up. So here's what I think it is.
0: I think he's just doing his own fucking like Snyder Khan bullshit, where right. he's just going right. to show off the shit that he's making or has made to toot his own horn. Right. But he's masking it in some sort of fucking secret announcement. Right. And he's drawn. He pulls a fucking DC name out of his ass right. to do right. it. To try to get the internet. And I listen, I get it. I fell for it. We're fucking talking about it right, right. now. We are on the internet. Just propagating this bullshit, but it makes me so fucking mad. Right. I wish he would just go away. I don't know what it will take for that motherfucker to just not be in business anymore, but
1: it needs to happen yesterday. Dude, I'm telling you, here's what he needs to do. He just can't give up this fight. No, he, can't, he cannot. He doesn't stay. want to fight it, Jay. Hoon. Mm-hmm. It only keeps him relevant. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's 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 kayfabe. It's just yeah. him. It's just him keeping his name out there. He should just... Netflix has the rights to all the Rob Liefeld extreme comics. Those are the fucking superhero movies for Zack Snyder to to direct, because they're just all, you know, bullets and posing. Hyper-violent. hyper every, yeah, Everyone's hyper-violent, super in fit. Gritty teeth, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, just look at Henry Cavill. Obviously, Henry Cavill was bummed with what went down, but he... Took it pretty graciously, and he moved on. And Zack Snyder just keeps making it a thing. Fuck that guy. I don't understand,
0: too, about the, on that note, why his people, the Snyder fans, think Henry Cavill wants anything to fucking do with him. Right, right. He hates what he did to Superman.
1: Right. He's, uh, on numerous occasions, said, uh, you know, as close to without saying it, hey, I really just want to make a good Superman movie. Mm. I know I never have. Please let me. Yeah, but in yeah, you're
0: right. Every way possible, say I've only made shitty Superman right, movies. Right. I'd like to make a good one. Like it's just I don't know. It made me so mad. It, I, it is it that. is boiled in my brain. I, all day. I'm with
1: you. Yeah, yeah. That guy is he's totally he just there. There's a comic book thing like this. There's this uh, comic book creator named Ethan Van Syver, and he's a uh, he's like that's a made up name. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's name. Awful. he's he's awful, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know he basically. Started this thing called Comics Gate, which is basically he saw the press that Gamers Gate was getting. I was like, I'm gonna do that exact fucking thing, and uh, and he does the same thing where he fires up his fucking base, and then he acts like I didn't mean for them to attack yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. F- fuck that cowards. Well, uh, I've, I've got something a little more positive to talk about than Good. that. I finally uh, watched the rest of Brave New Worlds, or Strange New Worlds. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i restarted it recently, actually. I, You know, and part of what got me back into it was The Last of Us, because I was like, man, why did I stop watching this show? Everything I like about this is what I like about that, in that, you know— it's telling an ongoing story, but each episode has a life of mm-hmm. its own. And you can just watch that episode and enjoy it. Uh man, it's just such a great show. There's Pike some, is so fucking sexy, dude. Yeah, I know. I also I think on an earlier episode I said Pike was was just Kirk with a different hairdo. And I want to take that back. He's he's definitely the kindest. Yeah. Starfleet captain we've had. You know, even John Luke Picard would unload on people oh, sometimes. Sure he does. But but Pike always he is very avuncular. He's yeah. very like, let me help you be better. I love yeah. that about him. I, I love I love the whole cast of this. It's yeah. just so fucking good. It's so what they should have been doing from the second they relaunched Star Trek.
0: Yeah, it's so weird to me to it has the biggest uphill battle. Right. Totally. it's supposed to be a prequel to the original series. Right, Like it is, that Spock is the Spock you meet in T.O.S. Right. Yet it seems to be the easiest, I, I guess because they stuck to the formula. Right. They went right. back to what made Star Trek right. great and they just made a new version of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, it just fucking works.
1: You create a problem, you have a way that these awesome people solve mm-hmm. that problem. And through that, you learn something about these people's character. How fucking hard is The it? big challenge
0: in, in season two will be we get... Where you get old Jim T. Kirk.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I liked his little bit in it. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's the guy I would have... That's uh,
0: my thing. Like, I, I don't know that he's it.
1: I need a little more square draw. I, I need him to be a little doughier. People mm. make fun of Kirk for being doughy. He's I mean, thin. That,
0: this guy's thin.
1: Right. You know, that was what a man looked like then. You know, nobody had uh, fucking cum gutters in the 60s. <laughs> I
2: hate that that's even in our podcast. <laughs> I, I, I did, I, you know what?
1: do you know what's honestly why i said it i thought of that before i thought of the real term i didn't even want to say it but i couldn't think of what abs were uh-huh. and i mean like what did they call them on rick and morty and that's what's happened to my brain you know they say that you're that our brains our human brains don't have the hard drive space for modern living like we're really only cut out to know about 30 people and be close to about eight and uh I think that was just proof of that.
2: You know her. <laughs> you know, I have been. I have been pretty pro. Like Rick and Morty should survive just because there's a lot of people whose jobs depend on it. Right. Uh, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> there are just people who are depending yeah. on it, but you know what? Now it can just die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for uh, for both of us to stick out Picard. Want, right. Yeah, I want to talk about Picard. <laughs>
1: it's, it's watching Picard is like horror to me right now. It's like. It's like the You episode, just wait for it to get bad. It's like where the episode where Joel got to Tommy's town, which it was so good. Everything was so good there, you're like, well, by the end of this, it's got to be awful.
0: And, they have this, to be
1: cannibals. Right, but, yes. but this is, instead, on this side of the fourth yeah. wall. It's like, they're doing so good right now, I know they're going <laughs> to fuck it up.
0: I'm still not convinced Jonathan Franks is a good actor, but I'm happy Riker's back.
2: <laughs> right, I am too. I don't have much this week. The only thing that I did go see uh, in a theater—oh, talk
0: about it! Fucking talk about is, cocaine bear. Is
2: cocaine bear, uh, which I know uh, you know there is there is one person on this podcast that I would describe as having a prejudice against Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> <laughs> would you feel like that's accurate? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, be, beyond what is rational for a normal person uh and uh with that in mind i'll say you should not see this movie (laughs) because it will not make you feel any better about it i almost went with you it's so bad it's so so bad and i i've been accused after watching this of not being able to just shut up off my brain and enjoy a good time and that's not what happened here like fucking drive angry with nick cage Love the shit out right. of that movie. Yeah, 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 It's so dumb. It's beautiful. Is right. it like
0: Bad Lieutenant? Nick Cage or
2: I, I, look. I Bad Lieutenant even better. I oh, love that. <laughs> I love <Bad> Lieutenant. <laughs> no, it, it's just it's like it's not funny or stupid enough. Yeah, it's just a lot of space and a lot of famous people. I mean, a lot of people are fucking yeah. in this. Uh, other Han Solos in it, and he's he's actually there's a couple people who are, who are good in it. Right. Like he's pretty good in it. Margaret Martindale's always fucking good in everything. Ice Cube Sun is in it. (laughs) It's it's just it's so fucking. I think this. I hope this isn't Ray Liotta's last movie because it might be. I think it is. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's one of the worst things that I've had to suffer through. It was like I don't even know if it was ninety minutes, but it felt longer than the fucking Two Towers. Uh, (laughs) I I would rather watch The Irishman again than watch fucking Cocaine Bear. So I mean, it definitely.
1: When we were talking about this in text, I haven't seen it, but it reminds me of one of those movies like Snakes on a Plane or something that there's no way it can live up to the premise. The premise is they should just make a preview for this movie yeah, yeah. and then never show you the movie because what you dream this movie to be is going to be better than what it
2: is. It, it's way worse than Transformers. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, so
0: can- I don't like it because... If people seem to enjoy it, and anything that makes people like Elizabeth Banks is, <laughs> is wrong in my book.
1: It's it's funny when you were talking about one of us having a prejudice ele- against Elizabeth Bank, I thought you were talking to me. Oh, do you also have a prejudice? I, I, I've said it numerous times on the show that she was the worst part of a great show Scrubs. and the worst part. No, the great show Thirty Rock. <laughs> she was also the worst part of an okay show. Scrub. Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, if we, if we convert one more, which is quickly happening, we just make this a Elizabeth Banks hate podcast. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for this week, yeah?
0: Yeah. That's it, bro. This is a
2: long one. Do we have an idea for next week?
0: I don't know. I don't know what's coming out
2: i mean john wick's coming out creed 3 is still out
0: john wick's coming out this weekend
2: i maybe definitely. i know it's yeah, like I it's like
1: know. two weeks for dungeons and dragons i
0: can't fucking right. yeah we're late. definitely the doing review, dungeons, and dragons. Reviews on dungeons and dragons are so good yeah this
2: week's, I mean, uh, who knows what we'll do next week we could do the fucking adam driver Turok movie. oh yeah 65 that's <laughs> apparently terrible
0: <laughs> yeah i would love to see
2: it yeah mm-hmm. but yeah something next week or not who knows uh, but thanks everybody for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if you had any more thoughts about Last of Us, send them in. I'm I'm happy to argue with people about Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> I don't think
0: people are gonna. I don't think people think your opinions that outrageous.
1: I want. I will fucking, I'll have more outrageous opinions. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like there has to be some hardcore naysayers, Walking Dead fans out there who just hate oh, this because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the genre. You know.
2: I yeah, I don't know. Um, you've reached us at realphonies@gmail.com. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram. At real underscore phonies. Thanks, to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for everything. We'll see you guys later. Later.